Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmain Allahümme allimna ma yanfa'una Vanfa'ana bima allamtana Ve zidna ilmen nafiyah Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan Varzukna ittiba'a وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَأَرْزُقْنَا اِجْتِنَابَ رَبِّ اشْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْرْ لِي اَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْاُقْدَةَ مِنْ لِسَانِ يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Esselamu Aleyküm ve Rahmetullahi ve Berekatuhu Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 13th word. And as those who have been following the podcast will remember, this is about a comparison of the wisdom guidance that the Quran provides to our lives and all other Uh, philosophies, worldviews, uh, isms, etc. that have not been guided by revelation provide. And it is about the superiority of the wisdom of the Quran. Following a um, theoretical section where Ustad Nursi outlines this, uh, this argument, he moves on to a second section which is composed of pieces teachings that Ustad Nursi had offered to his students later on in life. And all of these uh, teachings uh, show us examples of how that understanding about the superiority of the Quran or Quranic guidance uh, manifests itself in our lives. In the current section, which we already started reading, Ustad Nursi tells us that by looking at things looking at life and our observations from a quranic perspective how we can turn the sciences the fields of research and knowledge that have really excelled in the current age um, in the past three maybe four hundred years or so how we can use that in order to understand the signs of creation and through that our Lord. How we can use this in order to instill awe and love for our Lord in our hearts. So we will continue inshallah. And as a reminder, a rough translation of the text we will be reading and reflecting upon is posted on the website that we or uh, that we gave the address for you can go to the words then uh, sorry you can go to the podcasts then words then the 13th word and scroll down to the relevant section inshallah so this uh, piece starts uh, with Ustad Nursi explaining to us that when he was living in Kastamonu which is a city in central north Uh, Turkey, where Ustad Nursi was exiled in the late 1930s and early 40s. Some of the high school students came to, to visit him. And Ustad Nursi continues, they said, inform us about our creator. Our teachers do not talk about God. And of course, this is a time when the positivistic, secularist, Uh, vision and aspirations of the early Republican uh, Turkish rulers define education in the country. Religion is banned from the classroom. Before among Muslims and today too in many places, the primary first and foremost purpose of education for a Muslim uh, person has been and again in some places continue to be to come closer to God to instill uh, morality in the heart of the human being <clears throat> but that was not the case at the time uh, 
it was more about learning the mechanics of how the world functions so they said inform us about our creator our teachers do not talk about god i said Ustad Nursi said each science among the sciences that you study talk about god and introduce the creator with the with their specific tongues all the time so each science say physics chemistry biology astronomy anatomy whatever each science has a specific tongue specific language that it talks with or talks in and and with that language it introduces the creator listen to them and not to the teachers and then Ustad Nursi begins um, giving examples of how various sciences various uh, research fields or uh, occupational fields inform us about the creator how they provide us a language and measures to with which we can understand our lord better and come close to him inshallah so we will continue with another one of those examples today bismillah hem nasıl ki 400 bin millet içinde bulunan ve her milletin istediği erzakı ayrı ve istimal ettiği silahı ayrı ve giydiği elbisesi ayrı ve talimatı ayrı ve terhisatı ayrı olan bir ordunun mucizekar bir kumandanı tek başıyla bütün o ayrı ayrı milletlerin ayrı ayrı erzaklarını ve çeşit çeşit eslihalarını ve elbiselerini ve cihazatlarını hiçbirini unutmayarak ve şaşırmayarak verdiği o acib ordu ve ordugah şüphesiz bedahetle o harika kumandanı gösterir takdirkarane sevdirir aynen öyle de zemin yüzünün ordugahında ve her baharda yeniden silah altına alınmış bir yeni orduyu sübhanide nebatat ve hayvanat milletlerinden 400 bin nevin çeşit çeşit elbise erzak esliha talim terhisleri gayet mükemmel ve muntazam ve hiçbirini unutmayarak ve şaşırmayarak bir tek kumandanı azam tarafından verilen küreyi arzın bahar ordugahı ne derece meskur insan ordu ve ordugahından büyük ve mükemmel ise sizin okuyacağınız fenli askeri mekiyasıyla dikkatli ve aklı başında olanlara o derece küreyi arzın hakimini ve rabbini ve müdebbirini ve kumandanı akdesini hayretler ve takdislerle bildirir ve tahmid ve tesbihle sevdirir <gülüyor> Okay, um, this was two sentences. We need to remember that this was a conversation that was then recorded. Uh, therefore, it may be a bit difficult to, to follow. Um, certainly, it was difficult to translate. Uh, but inshallah, if we can have some patience and try to understand, and if perhaps if need be, read it more than once, uh, going to the website that I uh, mentioned, it should uh, settle in our intellects and then inshallah trickle down to our hearts from there then in the way that an amazing army and military encampment containing 400,000 nations that each demand separate provisions use separate weapons wear separate clothes have separate instructions and are discharged in separate ways so imagine this an army encampment and it must be the army of a huge uh, empire that has taken into its under its sovereignty many different peoples many different ethnic groups many different nations and this must be an important big war that conscripts from all of those nations are brought and now they are in this encampment and they are very different each are very different 400,000 nations Ustad Nursi says and uh, as a side note this refers to 400,000 species of living uh, animate beings and that was what apparently was uh, known at the time of Ustad, uh, Ustad Nursi elsewhere 
you know, in his earlier writings, a few decades before this, he says 200,000, and then he says 300,000. Here it became 400,000. So what we understand from that is what matters is not the number, what matters is the, the, the large quantity. And today, as far as I know, depending on how one defines a species, uh, the number can change between 2 million and 10 million. And of course, it's ultimately going to be a lot more than that. So, so many, so many different nations, so many different species. Imagine this army encampment, right? They each demand separate provisions, use separate weapons, wear separate clothes, have separate instructions, and are discharged in separate ways. In the way that the separate provisions, <clears throat> various different arms, clothes, and equipment of those different nations are given by a miraculous commander without forgetting any one of them or mixing up. So next thing we recognize is that there is a commander in charge and although this looks like an impossible situation with so much diversity, this commander in charge is so skilled, almost in a, like, in a miraculous way that he is able to distribute the needs of all the soldiers when it is needed, where it is needed, how it is needed. Perfect. In the way that this shows that wondrous commander self-evidently and without a doubt and endears him with appreciation. Likewise, in that way, to the extent that the military encampment of the globe of the earth in the spring, where various clothes, provisions, weapons, training, and discharge of 400,000 different species of plants and animals are taken care of on the encampment of the face of the earth with a freshly conscripted new army of the glorious one in every spring. Now try to imagine this. Spring comes, the earth, the trees, the rocks, the, the air, that all looked dry and dead without life, lifeless, all of a sudden they all come out and they each need various clothes, provisions, weapons, training, discharge. And it is taken care of perfectly. Imagine the, the, the face of the earth as a huge, vast encampment and how the glorious one is taking care of it. To the extent that it is, so to the extent that this face of the earth, the, the encampment of the face of the earth is bigger than that earlier uh, army encampment that you imagined, which could be, I don't know, a billionth of the face of the earth, perhaps, even though it looked magnificent to us, right? But compare it to this actual face of the earth, actual face of the earth, how much bigger it is, how much more perfect it is, to the extent that it is bigger and more perfect from the above-mentioned human army and military encampment. It shows, in a state of amazement and sanctification, the ruler, lord, administrator and most sacred commander of the globe of the earth and endears him with praise and glorification to those who are attentive and in possession of their intellect through the measures of the science of military that you will study. Now, of course, not everybody studies the science of military today, uh, but some do. And we are not necessarily thinking about the the drills etc of military training but rather the, the management aspect of military training here right imagine that imagine that and try to understand the majesty the power of your lord hem nasılki so another example now hem nasılki bir harika şehirde milyonlar elektrik lambaları hareket ederek her yeri gezerler Yanmak maddeleri tükenmiyor bir tarzdaki elektrik lambaları ve fabrikası 
Şeksiz bedahetle elektriği idare eden ve seyyar lambaları yapan ve fabrikayı kuran ve iştial maddelerini getiren bir mucizekar ustayı ve fevkalade kudretli bir elektrikçiyi hayretler ve tebriklerle tanıttırır, yaşasınlarıyla sevdirir. Aynen öyle de bu alem şehrinde dünya sarayının damındaki yıldız lambaları bir kısmı kozmografyanın dediğine bakılsa küreyi arzdan bin defa büyük ve top güllesinden yetmiş defa süratli hareket ettikleri halde intizamını bozmuyor, birbirine çarpmıyor, sönmüyor, yanmak maddeleri tükenmiyor. Okuduğunuz kozmografyanın dediğine göre küreyi arzdan bir milyon defadan ziyade büyük ve bir milyon seneden ziyade yaşayan ve bir misafirhane-i rahmaniyede bir lamba ve soba olan güneşimizin yanmasının devamı için her gün küreyi arzın denizleri kadar gaz yağı ve dağları kadar kömür veya bin arz kadar odun yığınları lazımdır ki sönmesin. Ve onu ve onun gibi ulvi yıldızları gaz yağsız, odunsuz, kömürsüz yandıran ve söndürmeyen ve beraber çabuk gezdiren ve birbirine çarptırmayan bir nihayetsiz kudreti ve saltanatı ışık parmaklarıyla gösteren bu kainat şehri muhteşemindeki dünya sarayının elektrik lambaları ve idareleri ne derece o misalden daha büyük, daha mükemmeldir. O derecede sizin okuduğunuz ve veya okuyacağınız fenli elektrik mekyasıyla bu meşheri azamı kainatın sultanını, münevvirini, müdebbirini, saniyini, o nurani yıldızları şahit göstererek tanıttırır, tesbihatla, takdisatla sevdirir, perestiş ettirir. Then, in the way that millions of wondrous electric lamps move around and visit every part of a city, as if the fuel of those lamps and of the power station never finishes, as it introduces, as those lamps introduce, a miraculous master who manages the electricity, produces the moving lamps, builds the factory, and brings the material for kindling, and an electrician, and, and is, it also shows an electrician with extraordinary powers, with amazement and congratulations, without any room for uncertainty, and self-evidently, and it endears him with hurrahs. Right now, imagine a city. We were in a military encampment. Now we will imagine a city. This might work better if we can put ourselves in the shoes of a uh, a you know peasant man or woman uh, who has not been to the city all his or her life and then is taken there and all of a sudden sees the the magnificence of this environment where there is light everywhere of course that did not happen in the village this is an aspect of modern urban life we have uh, records of uh, some muslim cities in the earlier ages being illuminated by uh, you know uh, burning oil and th uh, things like that so the idea of illuminating the streets was there but the technology that started to illuminate large sections of the urban environment uh, with a lot of life perhaps started in the 1850s 60s we have records of people going to paris and seeing this at the time and being so amazed uh, by it but even then they were burning uh, fuel oil or natural gas it was not elect electric lamps so probably around the turn of the 20th century, uh, cities illuminated by electric lamps also started to appear. And now imagine how it is with all the, uh, you know, flashing lights and spotlights and screens, etc., etc., in the cities. Now imagine that not only there are these electric lamps illuminating the city all around at night, but also these lamps are moving and perhaps you know, putting up a show too. So imagine that. Imagine how this, if you think of 
the mechanics mechanics of uh, what is going on entails that there be a source of electricity somebody who is making those lamps somebody who is uh, who is moving them uh, who is maintaining them imagine that and of course this necessitates a science of course if you see a situation like this a city like this you think about or the about you know how it is this comes into existence and uh, you have certainty without any room for uncertainty right you understand self-evidently that there is someone in charge that person is doing this that person is skillful powerful knowledgeable etc just in the same way some of the star lamps on the ceiling of the world palace so now activate the imaginary some of the star lamps stars as lamps on the ceiling of the world palace the world as a palace in the city of the realm the entire realm is like a city the world is like a palace and the stars are like lamps on the ceiling of this palace that takes place that is uh, founded built in the city of the realm according to what astronomy says in in on the ceiling there are a thousand times bigger there are stars that are a thousand times bigger than the globe of the earth and move 70 times faster than cannonball yet they stay in order do not clash do not extinguish and their fuel does not finish imagine the size and speed of these stars in the in space the the the the, the speed that they are moving at it is mind-boggling it's, it's just is not possible for us uh, human beings who are confined to the earth and our points of reference are the speeds of this this earth and perhaps the speeds that we have attained by moving outside the atmosphere even then the speeds that are actually uh, being reached in space it's mind-boggling it's beyond our reference points right so they are a thousand times bigger than the globe of the earth there are there, there are creatures in space that, that are millions of times bigger than the earth perhaps billions i'm not i i don't know um, to that extent and they move 70 times faster than cannonball yet they stay in order do not clash do not extinguish and their fuel does not finish in order for our sun so take one uh, among those uh, stars in order for our sun which according to the astronomy you study the science of astronomy you study is a million times bigger than the globe of the earth and has lived a more than uh, has lived more than a million years and of course uh, Sad Nursi is speaking with the knowledge of uh, the the knowledge provided by the sciences of his time the astronomy of his time today uh, I think the consensus is that the Sun is almost five billion years old so imagine that it it it it has the source of light this fuel that has been burning for five billion years and it's so big there's so much fire there yet it is not finishing right is a million times bigger and the globe bigger than the globe of the earth and has lived more than a million years and which is a lamp and a heater in the guest house not only a lamp but also a heater in the guest house of the merciful one so imagine that it continues to burn for it to continue to to burn as much kerosene as the oceans of the globe of the earth as much coal as its mountains or as much wood as a thousand earths is needed so apparently they made the calculation at the time according to coal oil wood and how much you know oil you would need how much coal uh, you would you would need so that it does not extinguish 
and this is for each day for it to continue to burn as much kerosene as the oceans of the globe of the earth as much coal as its mountains or as much wood as a thousand earths is needed every day and has been burning for five billion years so that it does not extinguish where is that coming from and so if, if you uh, see a light bulb an electric light bulb emanating light you see that it is on an emanating light you say okay there's a source from which electricity is coming to this light bulb and then you imagine and you imagine an, an entire city of light bulbs and then you try to have an understanding a you try to conceptualize how big the generator that's generating this electricity must be now imagine the sun now imagine all the other stars some of which are much bigger than the sun how is this happening and of course these are not measures to measure our lord that's beyond our comprehension he is unlimited he is not limited by any number any size he is unlimited these are measures for us for us to instill the oh our of our lord for us to have a conception of the power and majesty of our lord for us to be able to recognize him we will never be able to recognize him as he deserves to be recognized as he is but that does not take the the burden and and desire to know and recognize him from us we try we try and these are examples that um, bring us closer ever closer to the limits and to the extent that these electric lamps and the management of the world palace in this magnificent city of the cosmos that show with their fingers of light the electric lamps show with their fingers of light an unending capacity and royal power that makes the sun and similar lofty stars burn without kerosene without wood or coal that does not let them extinguish and moves them around rapidly and does not allow them to collide that source that power right is greater to the extent that it is greater and more perfect than that example now imagine the on the one hand imagine the city with electric lamps moving around and on the other hand imagine the cosmos with the stars and suns and planets and all sorts of other heavenly bodies moving around at such speeds without clashing un unless they need to clash they should clash for uh, a purpose right the a, a to the extent that these stars and suns that move so fast and burn without kerosene wood or coal to the extent that they are bigger than the city to that extent according to the measures of the science of electricity that you have studied and will study they introduce this sultan the illuminator the administrator and the artful maker of this most tremendous display hall of the cosmos holding the luminous stars as witnesses they who that science of electricity right that that science that that science of management all the sciences that go into making sure that those electric lamps in the city are on and are moving and are maintained etc all the sciences all the occupations all the skills that are needed in order to ensure that show with their measures and by through the comparison of what it entails to make sure that this entire cosmos is filled with electric lamps the the stars and they are moving around in the way that they are right to that extent they show they show and introduce the sultan the illuminator the administrator and the artful maker 
of this most tremendous display hall of the cosmos holding the luminous stars as witnesses they endear him god with glorifications and sanctifications and cause him to be worshipped now another example hem mesela nasıl ki bir kitap bulunsa ki bir satırında bir kitap ince yazılmış ve her bir kelimesinde ince kalemle bir sure-i Kur'an'ya yazılmış. Gayet manidar ve bütün meseleleri birbirini teyit eder ve katibini ve müellifini fevkalade meharetli ve iktidarlı gösteren bir acip mecmua. Şeksiz gündüz gibi katip ve musannifini kemalatıyla, hünerleriyle bildirir, tanıttırır. Maşallah, bareke Allah cümleleriyle takdir ettirir. Aynen öyle de bu kainat kitabı kebiri ki bir tek sayfası olan zemin yüzünde ve bir tek forması olan baharda 300 bin ayrı ayrı kitaplar hükmündeki 300 bin nebati ve hayvani taifeleri beraber birbiri içinde yanlışsız, hatasız, karıştırmayarak, şaşırmayarak mükemmel, muntazam ve bazen ağaç gibi bir kelimede bir kasideyi ve çekirdek gibi bir noktada bir kitabın tamam fihristesini yazan bir kalem işlediğini gözümüzle gördüğümüz bu nihayetsiz manidar ve her kelimesinde çok hikmetler bulunan şu mecmu'ayı kainat ve, müce- ve bu mücessem Kur'an-ı Ekber-i Alem mezkur misaldeki kitaptan ne derece büyük ve mükemmel ve manidar ise o derecede sizin okuduğunuz fen hikmetül eşya ve mektepte bil fiil mübaşeret ettiğiniz fenni kıraat ve fenni kitabet geniş mikyaslarıyla ve durbin gözleriyle bu kitabı kainatın nakkaşını, katibini hadsiz kemalatıyla tanıttırır, Allahu Ekber cümlesiyle bildirir, Subhanallah takdisiyle tarif eder, Elhamdülillah senalarıyla sevdirir. İşte bu fenlere kıyasen yüzer fünundan her bir fen geniş mikyasıyla ve hususi aynasıyla ve durbinli gözüyle ve ibretli nazarlarıyla bu kainatın Halık-ı Zülcelal'ini esmasıyla bildirir, sıfatını, kemalatını tanıttırır. Then for example, in the way that if there existed, existed a book, an amazing compilation, such that a separate book is written in fine print in each of its lines. So it's a book, but each line contains a separate book. And a chapter of the Quran is inscribed in each of its words with a fine pen. It is utmostly meaningful. So it is not only that it has a beautiful script and there are these intricate uh, writings, inscriptions, etc. But it is utmostly meaningful. All of the points of discussion in it confirm one another. And it shows its author to be extraordinarily skillful and to have extraordinary powers and capacities without any room for uncertainty and clearly like daylight this book informs about this book informs about and introduces its scribe and compiler with his perfections and skills so imagine that book utmost meaningful such beautiful and intricate and complicated inscription of course when you see that book you say understand you understand that there is a scribe there's a compiler right and that compiler that scribe is utmostly skillful perfect has the capacity and power to do this right it causes him to be appreciated not only shows and introduces but also causes him to be appreciated with the pronouncement of the statements of MashaAllah, right? what, ha- what has God, God uh, you know, done, what God has willed. Barakallah, may God's blessings increase on you. Right? So at this point, of course, we are thinking about a, um, a, a human scribe. And therefore we say, MashaAllah, Barakallah. So imagine that book, try to visualize it in your mind. And now, likewise, to the extent that this great book of the cosmos, this 
endlessly meaningful compilation of the cosmos. So what are we moving to? To the cosmos. And we are thinking about the cosmos, the observable universe, and what is beyond it. The, the paradise, the hell, the sirat, the day of judgment, the plains. You can include all of those in it too. But if you cannot, if your imagination does not go that far, just look at the observable universe. To the extent that this great book of the cosmos with perfect order, right? Cosmos is the opposite of chaos. Cosmos is orderly existence. To the extent that this great book of orderly existence, this endlessly meaningful compilation of the cosmos, with many wisdoms in each of its words, and this embodied most great Quran of the realm, that on only one of its pages, which is the face of the earth. So many pages in the cosmos, just one page among them is the face of the earth. And in only one of its fascicles, which is the spring. So the cosmos is a book, one fascicle, if you will, one folio too, but there are a few pages put together. And that probably means that if you, uh, you know, if, if it is spring, you have 90 days, uh, actually more than that, almost 90 days. In, in only one of its fascicles, which is the spring, we see with our eyes that a pen works, writing 300,000 vegetal and animal groups. So now imagine as this thing is coming into existence at the beginning in early spring, the little shoots coming out of the branches of trees, the little tiny uh, shoots coming out of the ground, babies are being born, chicks are coming out of eggs, insects are coming out of eggs and starting to crawl around and fly around, right? As if, as if a very fast pen is writing them and we follow them as in, in, in our imagination. Sometimes they do cartoons of these things. You don't only see the picture, but you also see the picture being drawn by a pen, right? Imagine something like that. Writing 300,000 vegetal and animal groups, which are in effect, again, Sadness Heroes 300. Don't get stuck on this. It is a reference to the multiplicity, the huge amount writing 300,000 vegetal and animal groups, which are in effect like distinct books. Now, remember, each line had a book. Each line, say a uh, the, the species of elephants, or the species of tigers, or the species of roses, or whatever, bats, ants, which are in effect like distinct books. You can write a book about elephants. You can write a thousand books about elephants. A human being is one of those species. And imagine how many books are written about uh, human beings only from the point of view of their biological existence uh, in the science of medicine, right? Which are in effect like distinct books together within each other. So this pen is not only writing them, but also writing them within each other. Each human body uh, contains a certain a certain number of cells, right? About ten times more uh, bacteria and viruses and microbes and whatever other creatures exist in in the body of each human being. Ten times more than the number of cells in the in the body. It is writing to them together within each other without mistakes and errors, without mixing up or confusing anything, perfectly and in an orderly fashion, and sometimes fitting an ode within a single word, like a tree. Now take just one individual member of that species, take one tree and, and, and observe it, watch it in the spring as it comes back to life as flowers bloom imagine the sense the beauty that is in it right sometimes 
fitting an ode within a single word like a tree or the entire outline of a book within one dot now remember each species was like a book right the entire outline of a book within one dot like a seed each seed say the, the seed of a pine tree contains the information the outline of its entire species to the extent that it is greater more perfect and more meaningful than the book in the example we mentioned before to that extent it introduces the embroiderer and scribe of this book of the cosmos this the the, the cosmos right is introducing this book of the cosmos with his endless perfections with reference to right bringing to mind his endless perfections through the broad measures and telescopic eyes of the science of the wisdom of things so this is a reference to natural sciences that you study as well as of the sciences of reading and writing so we have more than one examples of sciences here one is the natural sciences the other is the science of reading and writing uh, inscription that you are actively involved with at school so the students came and said our teachers are not talking about God to us if Sanders is saying well you are studying natural sciences and every day you are reading and writing you are trying to perfect your uh, your writing skills etc it informs that cosmos informs about him about God with the statement of Allahu Akbar God is the greatest it describes him with the sanctification of subhanallah glory be to God and it endears him makes him loved with the praises of alhamdulillah praise be to God so similar to these sciences each science out of hundreds of sciences make makes the majestic creator of this cosmos known and introduces his attributes and perfections through its broad measures through its broad measures through its specific mirror through its telescopic eye and its gaze full of meaningful lessons so each science provides us some measures astronomy tells us how wide the known universe is about 14 billion uh, light years it's almost impossible to imagine it, it I mean, there are visualizations of this you can uh, you know fit it on a screen and think about it and that's also amazing especially when when the visualization starts from the earth and you see your own dimensions and then you move to the dimensions of the universe known universe and it's mind-boggling it's wondrous awe-inspiring majestic and of course at the end of all of these we say well nothing in the creation can be a measure to measure god it can be a measure again as we just mentioned to push the limits of our mind our intellect uh, so that we our awe of our lord our, our love of our lord our un understanding of the majesty of our lord increases but at the end at the end of all of that we say subhanallah glory be to god he is god is allahu akbar god is greater than this that word in in arabic akbar right is uh made from kabir big and akbar akbar can mean uh bigger or the biggest and both apply here god is the biggest but we don't mean god is the biggest in the sense that you know there are all these big things and god is the biggest among them god is not among them rather a uh, an understanding that makes more sense is we reach to the limits of our understanding by you know by the measures of science if need be and then we say god is greater than that god is greater than my comprehension god is greater more perfect more beautiful more majestic more generous more powerful than where my comprehension goes god is greater than that 
if there's a there is a failure that I noticed somewhere by mistake I say well that is my failure so the cosmos and the sciences that study the cosmos and the sciences and occupations that uh, show us how to move about in this cosmos each science out of hundreds of sciences makes the majestic creator of this cosmos known and introduces his attributes and perfections not his entity his entity is beyond above and beyond uh, the uh, the physical cosmos right but his attributes and perfections through its broad measures through its specific mirrors the creation cannot be a measure to God but it can be a mirror to God in the way that you can have a tiny piece of mirror in your hand and you hold it toward the Sun and then you look into the mirror and you you uh, you know you see a uh, reflection of the Sun and that therefore you have a reflection a manifestation manifestation as revelation of the Sun uh, accessible to you through the mirror and you can say that this piece of glass serves as a mirror to the Sun but you cannot use it to measure the sun. You cannot measure the heat of the sun, the size of the sun, the the the, the majesty of the sun. You, you cannot use that little piece of glass in order to measure the majesty and beauty and perfection of the sun. Yet, there is you can have a tiny piece of glass in your hand and use that in order to look at the sun because you cannot look directly that's one way to go about it another way is to send uh, you know some uh, some space gadgets into the space and have it travel as toward the Sun and come as close as possible which actually is happening right now right? come as close to the Sun as possible and take photographs and do all sorts of measurements etc etc and that would expand your understanding of the sun right so these sciences do that that's why starting with with their telescopic eyes the sciences provide telescopic eyes now the one who observes the sun with a tiny piece of glass and the one who observes the sun with that uh, space gadget that comes as close to the sun as possible are both observing the same thing and what they do with that the meaning that they attribute to what they see right is different from the detail and precision that they they can attain uh, because of the difference of their gadgets the one who looks with a tiny mirror depending on the clarity of his perception and mind can have a better understanding of what he is looking at can attribute more accurate more meaningful meanings to it than the one who is looking with a probe a space probe it doesn't have to be that way but it's possible so the expansion of the measures uh, through signs does not necessarily make us better believers but it puts in our hands better opportunities to become better believers and its gaze full of meaningful lessons that is what the sciences do for us if we want to evaluate the situation from our from the point of view of our relationship with our Lord and we need to take it as such there is a way to think of these sciences in a, in a positivistic materialist uh, light and imagine that by getting to know more and more we we need less and less of meta, uh, metaphysics or there is a way to look at it and to see it as a measure of what is beyond and therefore have a better understanding of what is beyond the second one is the 
correct, uh, correct way to go. İşte bu muhteşem ve parlak bir bürhan-ı vahdaniyet olan mezkur hücceti ders vermek içindir ki, Kur'an-ı Mucizil Beyan çok tekrar ile en ziyade خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْاَرْضِ Or رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْاَرْضِ ayetleriyle Halikamızı bize tanıttırıyor diye o mektepli gençlere dedim. Onlar dahi tamamıyla tasdik edip, tamamıyla kabul edip tasdik ederek hadsiz şükür olsun Rabbimize ki tam kutsi ve aynı hakikat bir ders aldık. Allah senden razı olsun dediler. Ben de dedim. So, it is to teach this aforementioned proof, which is a magnificent and bright demonstration of entitative oneness, that God's entitative oneness, that the Quran of miraculous exposition introduces our Creator to us, especially with the much repeated verses of "Rabb al-Samawati wal-Ard, Khalaq al-Samawati wal-Ard," the Lord of the heavens and the earth. He created the heavens and the earth. These are verses that are in many places in the Quran, so I didn't uh, bother to write a particular uh, location. It is all all around the Quran, right? So God or the Quran introduces uh, our Creator to us with these uh, expressions, these statements, these verses. To one of the wisdoms of that is is to teach this aforementioned proof, these proofs about uh, for, about how the sciences which ultimately are probes into the heavens and the earth how they teach us how they introduce us how they expose us how they reveal us the knowledge of our creator and thus i said to those young scholars they too accepted and confirmed completely and said, Unlimited thanks be to our Lord that we received an absolutely sacred and truthful lesson. Because they were lost. They were lost in the uh, meaningless, mechanical, dry, uh, insulated bits, tidbits of information that was being presented to, to them in the name of science. And by offering this perspective which is a perspective that comes from the quran that is why it is in the 13th word here right by offering this perspective ustad nursi enabled them to read all those tidbits of information as meaningful messages unlimited thanks be to our lord that we received an absolutely sacred and truthful lesson may god be pleased with you then i said then Ustad Nursi responds to them. İnsan binler çeşit elemler ile müteellim ve binler nevi lezzetler ile müteleziz olacak bir zihayat, makine ve gayet derece aciziyle beraber hadsiz maddi manevi düşmanları ve nihayetsiz fakriyle beraber hadsi zahiri ve batini ihtiyaçları bulunan ve mütemadiyen zeval ve firak tokatlarını yiyen bir biçare mahluk iken birden iman ve ubudiyetle böyle bir padişah zülcelale intisap edip bütün düşmanlarına karşı bir noktayı istinad ve bütün hacatına medar bir noktayı istimdat bularak herkes mensub olduğu efendisinin şerefiyle makamıyla iftihar ettiği gibi o da böyle nihayetsiz kadir ve rahim bir padişaha iman ile intisap etse ve ubudiyetle hizmetine girse ve ecelin idam ilanını kendi hakkında terhis tezkeresine çevirse ne kadar memnun ve minnettar ve ne kadar müteşekkirane iftihar edebilir kıyas ediniz. Now, Okay, good. We understood all of this. But so what? What do we do with do with it? That's the important part. And Ustad Nursi is not letting them go by just uh, telling them, okay, the sciences can teach you about your Lord. And that's a big leap, a big step, but that's not the end of it. The real question is, so what do I do now? I learned about this. I am starting to recognize my Lord in a better way. He, my love for, my awe for, my um, my dedication to my Lord are increasing my sense of, of awe and 
majesty for his my my sense of his majesty is increasing in my heart but what do i do now wild man is a life full machine that is pained by thousands of different types of pain and that receives pleasure from thousands of kinds of pleasures and while together with his utter impotence endless material and metaphysical enemies endless poverty endless outer and inner needs it is a creature continually receiving the slaps of extinction and separation so it is utterly impotent it's it has endless material and metaphysical enemies endless poverty and we went over these i'm not going to go into uh you know more uh about these endless outer and inner needs that's the predicament of the human being it's the nature of human being he's so impotent so powerless but at the same time it is a creature continually receiving the slaps of extinction and separation the reality of extinction if death is extinction the ultimate end that we can see if we were to look at it from a worldly point of view and separation not only that we die but everything and everybody else die and we are continually separated from pleasures of this world from the things that we love in this world we continue continually receive the slaps of those and we are impotent in the face of all this calamity right that is the the, the predicament of the human being if the human being is seen in a worldly perspective if the human being is seen from any of the philosophies that are not guided by revelation and that do not account for life after death reality beyond the physical reality with faith and worship at once he the human being relates to such a majestic sultan and finds a point of support against all of his enemies and a point of help in the face of all of the his needs and thus so that i mean yes we are so impotent so powerful there are so many troubles etc but once you rely on him is there any problem is there any pain is there any need that he cannot solve eliminate cure no none he is all powerful he relies on relates to and finds this point of support against all of his enemies and a point of help in the face of all of his needs and thus as everybody finds pride in the honor and station of their master to whom they relate so at, earlier this could have been uh, a master that a slave had or a king that people thought of themselves as the subjects of or today sometimes it is the countries the nations that we belong to sometimes it's even like soccer teams football teams but everybody uh, finds pride in what they relate to right as everybody finds pride in the honor and station of their master to whom they relate if man relates to such an endlessly powerful and mercy giving sultan with faith so faith is the the the uh, bond that relates us to our lord if man relates to such an endlessly powerful and mercy giving sultan with faith enters in his service through worshipful slavehood if he turns the appointed times declaration of condemnation to non-existence death comes and from a worldly point of view it looks like condemnation to non-existence but if through faith man turns the appointed times declaration of condemnation to non-existence into a discharge document for himself now you figure out by comparing to this how pleased and grateful he would be and how much pride he can find in it in a state of thankfulness the sciences gave us measures that pushed the limits of our comprehension of the majesty and power and beauty and perfection of our lord 
And alhamdulillah for that, praise be to God for that, that if we are able to put that information where it belongs, now we can have a better understanding of our Lord and our trust in Him increases, our love for Him increases. By comparing this, how, right? So, so how pleased and grateful we would then become in the face of all those needs and calamities, right? How much pride then we have by knowing our Lord better. O mektepli gençlere dediğim gibi musibetse de mahpuslara da tekrar ile derim. Onu tanıyan ve itaat eden zindanda dahi olsa bahtiyardır. Onu unutan saraylarda da olsa zindandadır bedbahtır. Hatta bir bahtiyar mazlum idam olunurken bedbaht zalimlere demiş, ben idam olmuyorum, belki terhis ile saadete gidiyorum. Fakat ben de sizi idam ebedi ile mahkum gördüğümden sizden tam intikamımı alıyorum. La ilahe illallah diyerek sürur ile teslimi ruh eder. So, uh, Üstad Nursi was narrating this uh, by referring to that earlier uh, occasion in which high school students came to him and asked about uh, God and they said our teachers do not teach us about God, what about this, you know, how can we find a pathway to learn about our Lord? And Ustad Nursi told them, well, if the teachers are not teaching you about God, the sciences that they are teaching are teaching and, and talking about God, refer to that. But he is narrating that story in prison. So this uh, part is dictated in prison and this is how he ends. Uh, his teaching, his lesson, therefore, while he is narrating it in prison. As I said to those young scholars, I say with repetition to the calamity-stricken prisoners, I'm saying them again and again, all the prisoners, the calamity-stricken prisoners that are here, whoever knows and obeys him, that is God, is fortunate even if he is in, in prison. Whoever forgets him is in prison and unfortunate, even if he lives in palaces. So much so that at the time of his execution, a fortunate oppressed person has said to the unfortunate oppressors, and this is Ustad Nursi himself, he had such an experience in 1909, uh, there was a uprising, uh, attempted coup maybe, in the Ottoman Empire and he was falsely accused of inciting uh, that up uprising and then he was judged at the court and it was a very unfair, unjust uh, court. Um, so he, he says to the people who are likely to condemn him to execution, in the end they let him go. Um, they, they are awestruck in the face of his bravery and honesty and earnestness, right? But he says something like this, something like what is coming to them. He says, I am not being executed, condemned to non-existence, right? So we need to understand the word executed here as I'm not being condemned to non-existence, i.e. by hanging me and killing me, you are not making me cease to exist. I am not being executed. In fact, I am being discharged and moving on to felicity. I'm becoming a martyr. But I am taking perfect revenge from you as I see you condemned to eternal execution. Because you are being unjust, because you are the oppressors, you are being condemned to eternal execution. Uh, he, this we can understand as either as non-existence because they are not probably some of them at least, they don't believe and they look forward to their death as the beginning of non-existence, or eternal execution can also mean as uh, hell, right? So you are hanging me, but you are the unfortunate ones. And and if if if I want to take revenge, I'm already my revenge is already taken. What is to come has come. What is to come has come. What is decreed has happened. What has happened in the past has happened. What is to happen in the future, what is decreed by God 
that also has happened from God's point of view there is no time limitation but I am taking perfect revenge from you as I see you condemned to eternal execution declaring la ilaha illallah there is no God but God Allah he surrenders his spirit happily and of course that Nursi is not saying here this is what I said I said he is making it into a uh, narration a, a an example uh, therefore when he says he surrenders his spirit happily he's not lying uh, I want to highlight the sentence at the beginning of this paragraph once again because it's a really beautiful one and it is something that's worth writing on a piece of paper and hanging on the wall whoever knows and obeys him is fortunate even if he is in prison or perhaps a dungeon might be a more accurate uh, literal literal translation Wh whoever knows and obeys him is fortunate even if he is in a dungeon whoever forgets him is in prison and unfortunate even if he li he lives in palaces right uh, whoever uh, whoever has found him loses nothing and whoever loses him finds nothing Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhirud dawahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin glory be to you we have no knowledge other than that which you have taught us indeed you are the all-knowing and all-wise al-fatiha allahumma salla